Hey there, Friday Night Movie fans. We have an amazing episode for you this week. Courtney and Rhea Tucker of the band Sheila were with us. And stay tuned at the end of the show because they gave us permission to play one of their incredible tracks with all disrespect from their latest album, Protect Your Art. Check it out on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, anywhere you can find music because they rock. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Today, we have incredible guests with us. We have the Tucker sisters, Rhea and Courtney, of Sheila, an amazing band. But before we introduce our guests and ask them a million questions, I always need to check in on my siblings. I miss you very much, Lily and Becky. Lily, how are you doing in the Canary Islands with our parents and your child and your dog? All in your and my husband and your husband. <laughs> I feel like I'm. I I feel like maybe he ran away at this point, so I didn't want to like. So his brother came like social distancing and all came to see us before he, because um, the islands opened up, so you can travel between them now. Before he goes on to like a different island, his he's brother Tio Chicken. Tio is going to go work on a farm, and Jose was just sitting there and being like, "I just I really envy you." And I was like what do you and i was looking at him like you want to work on a farm he's like no 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 no, no. He, he's by himself <laughs> and i was like i think you're supposed to think that inside your head you're about to have you know expand your family and live with me and like your your wonderful in-laws i think inside voice in your head <laughs> he's just like alone alone um but it, it i've had an interesting 24 hours with mom um, I know that like, there's so many zoom jokes and like older people on zoom and technology and blah, blah, blah. And it's like really overdone, but there's a reason that it's overdone because I respect the fact that there's a time change between here and the United States of America where my parents live, but now they live here. And so they have to live on this time zone, but they have meetings and calls and things on the other time zone. So sometimes things run late and few nights ago, mom has like a 30 person zoom call for like a volunteer organization. And I'm like, at this point I've worked all day, have a kid, like I'm exhausted. I'm sweating like an enormous amount. It's really hot. And I sit on the couch and I just put on queer eye and I just want to be by myself. And Somehow she like brings her meeting into the kitchen, into the living room. She's all over. She's like walking back and forth. Well, mom is a little bit like a gas sometimes. She expands. Yes. And she's like, it's just the Wi-Fi. I can't use the Wi-Fi over there. I need to use it over here. I'm like, oh, fine, whatever. Like trying to ignore her. And she just out of nowhere goes, hey, Lil. And she asks me if I'd like to speak to an ex-boyfriend that is a former lover that is on this zoom call by coincidence that, that, you know, who's part of the same volunteer organization. And that's wonderful, but. And who is a good person. That was a a wonderful person. That's a person we'd like. This is not the point. The point is that like, it's midnight. I'm tired. I'm on the couch. I'm just trying to get through an episode of queer eye. And 
I hear her behind my head go, do you want to, do you want to come say hi to so-and-so? And my and obvious reaction is no, why the fuck would I want to say hello to that person right now? <laughs> like full on like rage monster. I'm so tired. And she's like, oh gosh, sorry. I just thought you might want to get up and come and say hello. And I was like, no, can you leave me alone? Then I'm like, obviously you're on mute, right? She's like, you know, I was not on mute and that was very rude and everybody heard you. <laughs> she's like now I'm on mute, but, but I wasn't then. And I was like, Jesus. I was like, mom, I was like, get it together. I was like, you're an asshole. I was like, you don't do something like that. She's like, I think we know who the asshole here is. And then I'm like, that isn't okay. And now all those people think you're a bad mom. Cause you raised me, you raised them out like this and that's on you. So this reflects badly on you. She's like, yes, it does. And I was like, please go into another room. <laughs> well, I think mom has learned her lesson about doing her zoom meetings. All right, Becky, you are in California. Um, we talked only about 12 hours ago, uh, right before bed, um, uh, to check in. How are you doing, though, since then? I mean, the truth is I'm very show emotional these days, which we can get into at the end of the episode when we do our recs and shout outs. Um, that means I'm, I'm very emotional about a show that has ended for me that Dude, I finished I watching. It. I get it. And so Shai and I have basically daily check-ins to discuss this show and and why I'm so emotional. Um, so I'm mostly dealing with those feelings. Um, but I'm doing well because I started a new show, which is helping to ease the um, the pain. So, you know, I'm okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it looks like your hair is getting under control. The bangs oh. are finally growing. Into oh, yeah. My bangs have grown hair. out. I think my mullet has grown out and um, when it's really greasy and unwashed for a week or so, plus it kind of does this nice, you know, fake salon. Yeah, you look like a 90s era wrestler, to be honest. Like that fair hair. (laughs) I mean, honestly, in the last year of what I've been through with my hair, this 90s era wrestler is not the worst thing that's been said to me. Uh, Self-inflicted. Okay, well... Uh, wonderful to be here with my sisters. We have two amazing sisters. These siblings are iconic siblings, as far as I'm concerned, in, the DC, in the DC music scene. Um, uh, uh, Rhea and Courtney Tucker are in the band Sheila. They are the drummer and guitar player. And I first saw them perform at Harafest, which our dear friends Kathy DeToro from Sugar Highway and Rose Riot uh, um, and all of the other bands that I'm always talking about that she's in and Rachel Levitin got us involved with. And I remember meeting them for real. Like one, not, I only saw them on stage. And I remember meeting them for real on the margins of a show at Songboard, Songbird where uh, Rachel introduced me to Rhea and Courtney. And I was like, star- I hope I played it cool. But I was like... <laughs> I'm talking to the Tucker sisters now and they're talking to me. And I want to say like, I want to say you almost knew, I felt like maybe you even knew who I was. And I was like, what? And, um, and so, uh, and then when we were doing sugar highway with Kathy and, uh, Chris and Helen, uh, Courtney and Rhea were always in the chat. We brought them in as phone guests. We brought them in as guests multiple times. They like, they, without having been even prepared as guests, they were an amazing part of the constellation of that show. 
And so uh, I have uh, always wanted to uh, do uh, more with you all. And then earlier this week, as a super fan of your band, I won a, a, a giveaway. I'm wearing my awesome Protect Your Art Sheila t-shirt. Looks beautiful. Love and it. so I felt like I'd earned my super fan status, and it would be uh, a good time to invite you all to join the show. So welcome, Rhea and Courtney. Thanks, Shy. Y'all, like y'all, hype us up so much. We're not cool. <laughs> I was, oh my goodness! Like I feel like I don't know because it always happens. Like when we meet people at shows, there's like, oh my gosh, we're so happy to meet. Why? Oh man. You know, there is a there is a rock there is a rock star thing, um, but I'm glad at least I'm not the only one who gets like that. <laughs> um, uh, it does happen often. You do have folks come up to you and they're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's just like, like after we did a show, just like, oh my gosh, that was just amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you guys are just so awesome. I'm like, we're not. <laughs> no, this, this one time I was at, where was I? I went out with one of my friends from work. I forgot where we were going to. We went to this, I don't even, I live in remember somewhere in like Arlington or something. And this person comes up to me and was like, hey, I'd never met this person. I was like, oh, hey, how are you? Oh my God, are you in the band, Sheila? I was like, oh my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> How, how did you know? I said, where'd you see me? How do you know me? How, how do you know me? She was like, I saw you guys do this show called Women Fuck Shit Up and your band was great. They are so great. And I like, that stuck with me for about four days. And I was like, Aww, oh, that's good. Nice. And my friend, my friend was like, hey, like, calm down. I was like, no, I was recognized. Stop. <laughs> someone I didn't know. That's awesome. Look, that is, that's an awesome feeling. I mean, to have, to have people love you and love your music and i mean what like I, as a failed rock star myself believe me <laughs> i am envious of this um so uh we're gonna interview you guys now ask you a whole bunch of questions so we can get to know you and also so all the listeners can get to know you um so first of all just who are the tuckers like where where did this musical i mean your siblings obviously but like where do you, where did you, have you always been from the area, from the DC area? Where What's did your you origin music? story? Yeah. If you were, you are now. superheroes. What is your superhero origin story, particularly as musical partners? Cause I can't get my kids to be nice to each other. I'm, I'm pretty the sure their room. origin story is the womb. Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so the origin story is the womb. We'll, we'll fast forward about 17 years. So we, we're not from this area. We're from like Virginia beach area. Like we're from. Oh, nice. That's nice. 757 for people who are from 757. We rep that hard. Even though we don't claim it, we're just like, whenever someone says 757, you have to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't actually care. And then we don't actually care. So then we we went to like George Mason and we we graduated in like 2015 and we've stayed here ever since. Because I know people who like grew up here like hate this area. I actually love this area. I think it's very cute. So we stayed here and we started playing. Oh my gosh. So we're like, super, we're like self-taught. So we did like, like music has been a part of our lives. We were like 10. But then when I was in, what was it? 10th grade. Oh, with the guitar and the candy. <laughs> when I was in 11th grade, I really wanted to learn to play guitar. Like so bad. Like always wanted to. So we had like the side hustle in, um, in high school and we would sell candy. Like, like out of briefcases, out of our lockers. Like we sold candy. <laughs> like it, it was, they didn't even know our names. They called us candy lady. Like, <laughs> what kind of candy? Oh, we went, you know, you know, when you go like Sam's Club and all that, yeah. you get the bulk stuff, you buy candy and like chocolate, Snickers, keep like Starbucks. Was this stuff wrapped? Yeah, it was wrapped. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was wrapped. 
I'm just just curious about the hygiene, but but yes, okay. Lily, Lily thought maybe you were just selling single unwrapped M and M's. What did you think? I don't know. I'm just curious. Just one one skittle. Yeah. One skittle, exactly. Get them hooked, and then I started get more skittles. Oh, skittles are so good. But no skittle. But you do a package of skittles, obviously. So this is amazing. I was like very like hell bent. I was like, oh fuck, I want to learn to play the guitar so bad because like why not. And I was super obsessed with the Red Chili Peppers. John Frusciante my guitar idol. I was like, I'm going to learn to play guitar. So Rio was like, ew, you're not going to do that. So a month later, I made enough money. I bought me like the Epiphone version. So on, that's very entrepreneurial of you. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I bought me a, a, a gift, not a gift, an Epiphone SG. I bought me a little practice Marshall amp. And Rio was so jealous. <laughs> she said, what? I want to learn guitar too. And that's from Candy. That's from Selling Candy. It's amazing. I mean, we got in trouble many times, but whatever. I was I was gonna say. We called the principal's office, like, you can't sell this on school grounds. And I was like, <laughs> that's why you go into the bathroom where nobody can see you. It's fine. <laughs> but it's not, it's great because it's not illegal and it's just candy. But like, who doesn't like candy? It's amazing. Right. And I feel like in school that's like contraband for kids. Right, like Ooh. candy. And these kids that can't get candy at home from their parents, you know. They're like you were their gateway. Yeah, but exactly. That's great. I also um bought tires for my car so that we saved. <laughs> okay, I think how much candy are these kids eating? I, it's a bit it worrisome. A no, like we made. I think at one point I made like three hundred dollars a week selling candy. Wait, wow! Just no, literally selling candy. I had it in a briefcase in my lunchbox in my locker. Be like, I would like excuse myself. I'd be like, I go to the bathroom and I go to the bathroom at the same time every day and just stand there. And these boys would go. Candy lady. Yep. <laughs> this is the it was this not is an amazing story. This, it was it was not a game. Sorry, we didn't mean, we didn't mean to spend that much. So anyway, moving on from candy. <laughs> so, we, so I learned bought a guitar, learned to play that, and then Rhea got jealous. So she saved up. She bought her a bass guitar, and I'd been playing Damn. for a few months. So I taught Rhea to play bass because it's pretty much the same thing. So then fast forward, we go into we go into um college and we're like, damn, we really want to start a band. So we had another band before Sheila. That's a long, that's a long story. So we had a band with one of our friends and um, it didn't, let's just, the nicer version, it didn't work out. Right. So we were like, sad about, oh, and then we were like in this weird place. Cause like, we didn't like have like the personnel, like Rhea played bass at the time. And then I played guitar, but we didn't have a drummer. So we had to ask our friend to play drums with us. He lived in Richmond. It was a whole thing. So then, so I literally just like quit playing bass at one point. She just, she watched YouTube. And just taught yourself the drums. So like, I've been playing drum for 20 years and I'm not that good. And, and you just were like, I think I'll stop bass at 17, at 18. And you just like, I'll learn from YouTube. Oh yeah. Cause I was just incredible. we had to like, um, like when we got Shire on board, we had to like cancel gigs cause we just didn't have a drummer. And I was just like, Mm. I'm like, we're literally destroying opportunities because right. we don't- This is BS. And so I said, you know what? I literally said, fuck it. I just threw the bass on the ground. I said, I'm buying a drum. So I went to a pawn shop and bought like a wow. drum set. It was like a hundred dollars. It was so terrible. Wow, but still. That's awesome. And then for our singer, we actually, we, all of us went to George Mason. Um, when did Shire graduate? The, the year before us. I think Shire 14, graduated. Um, 14 or 13. Yeah. I think she graduated the year or two before us. So then when it's time to look for a new singer, we're like, damn, remember Shire? Because we were like in the pet band. Remember, she was really good. Let's ask her. And I was like, there's no way. She, she didn't even, like, we, didn't, we honestly didn't even talk to her that much in college. There's no way she's going to be in it. 
So we messaged her, hey, do you want to be in a band with us? And she was like, yeah, that's awesome. Only thing is I live in North Carolina and we live here. We're like, how the fuck is that going to work out? So we literally would Skype, we would Skype sessions. We would never practice together, only on Skype. And we would practice like the hour before we had a performance. Oh, that's my kind of practice. I love it. That's great. And then we now, make- I, I want to say something. I, I, Shire, I had the chance of meeting in um, at in in backstage at one of Kathy's shows, mm-hmm. and she was so kind to my older daughter, and it meant so mm-hmm. much to me. She was so sweet to her. Kathy introduced us, and she chatted with her, and it was like a real rock star moment. So, please send her my thanks. She she's always like that. Like. She's, she's the like, nicest one of all of us. Yeah, she's like the <laughs> reason of the group. So Courtney's very sensitive and I'm very like mean. not mean. Not. Yes, like, just not. <laughs> and Shire's just like that voice of like wisdom and reason. Very cool. cool. All right. Okay. So all right. So you form Sheila. Now, Sheila is a rock band, and I know from your tastes, from us being in the chat rooms and stuff, <laughs> I know you love Blink. I know you love the Cranberries. Uh, there's echoes of that, but it is totally your own sound. Um, we'll get into the album and the songs in a moment, but like, where, where, where does your musical like lifeblood come from? Both the artists that you sound like and the artists that you don't sound like but still influence you, because all of us have those, right? All of us have, mm-hmm. like, like, no matter what, Whatever I play on drums sounds like I'm in a Canadian folk band, but I'm like a huge <laughs> Rush fan, huge Rush fan, but I cannot play a single note of a Rush song. So, uh, um, what's, and the, it what's that Rush song? Why was he thinking I need a name there? So, what 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 influenced you all? What what helped? What's the recipe for the Tucker? Uh, Our biggest thing music? is that we love, and then we take like elements from like what we like and what Shire likes. So we are like huge pop punk fans, specifically 2005 emo like Fall Out Boy, Paramore, Blink-182, All-American Rejects, like that is like the creme de la creme of like what we love. Like anytime we listen to some, something like we're, what we just listen to random shit on, like we just find it on YouTube. I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds very 2005. Download, download. And it's really crazy because when we were starting, we had like several people ask that. They were like, you, like Courtney, you really like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but like you sound nothing like them. So the funny part is like, um, when we were first starting out, I was wasn't that good at guitar, so I couldn't I couldn't emulate like what they were trying to play, and it was like really difficult. I had that that struggle for like ever. Like I hear, I was like, I want to sound like this, but I can't because I actually can't play it. So we we were talking about it yesterday. We just play like we play what we can play, and then go go off of that. And then I think we're like very intentional. We try not, we don't like want to sound like anyone else. Like whatever we write, that's just what our song is. So like if we wrote like oh, like a cute little ballad with strings. That's what we wrote. Like, we don't want to sound like a yeah. certain genre. We just write. Yeah, like, whatever comes yeah. To mind. and we don't write in a style. Like, there's like a style to like rock or there's a style to like neo-soul. Like, we just, I'll be like, hey, look at this idea that I came up with like two days ago. And then we'll just send like a garage band file back and forth and we'll just keep adding to it. And then awesome. whatever, whatever ends up like, that's what it is. I I identify with this on such a deep personal level because that is really how my musical partner and I have been writing music for like 20 plus years is that same way like it just it comes from within what we can do and then mm-hmm. and then it comes so that and and it's all by uh garage band or logic and things like yeah. that. So wow, that's that's amazing. Okay. All right. Sheila, the name. What's my- 
I take credit. credit. It's a beautiful name. It's you've got amazing design, amazing iconography. I love, I love the insignia. I now have the Sheila sticker on my iPad with the Friday Night Movie sticker, with the Rose Riot sticker, with uh, the Take Two podcast guys who are really good friends of mine. So like, it's in a place of honor. But where does the name come from? Where does the design come from? Where? What is all that? So when we were going through, when we like first like. Um, like our very first album, we came up with, okay, we're, we had written all these songs. We're like, okay, we're going to record an EP on this day, have all the stuff. So we went to um, Blue Room Studios and the guy who's been in both of our albums, his name is Ben Green, fucking phenomenal. Shout out to Ben Green. Love him. So he was like, oh, what's the band name? We're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He said, oh, can we have it? Like, I think we went on our Friday or we went on Thursday to like set stuff up. We're coming back that Friday. Oh, just make sure you guys have a band name. I just have to like put something in like the, the file that's your band. I can't just leave it blank. I said, okay, we'll have something tomorrow. So then I was like, damn, I don't know what to put. Like we kept coming up with all this stuff and it was all, I don't even remember what they were. They were all bad. So then basically, did we have the, the logo before we went in? Yeah, we had a logo. Okay. Before. So we wanted to get a logo for our band. And I reached out to this guy. Um, his name is Julian. He's like on the Facebook, like DMV musicians. He's like, hey, I'm a graphic designer. You guys want something? And I just said, hey, can you draw like a black girl with an afro? I said, I want that to be our logo. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So then he came after about like a week, he sent it to me. Here, here's what I got. So that's been our like logo ever since. Awesome. And so then basically, I came up with the name Sheila. I just said, wow, she looks like a Sheila. I'm going to name her Sheila. So gave her this whole backstory. Yeah, she has everything. a whole backstory. Like eventually yes. we're trying, we're trying to make like a, like, you know, Beyonce has like the concept album and all that stuff. Yeah. A fall boy did um, save rock and roll. It's like a whole story. So she, oh, was- and let's not forget Tom Delange, one of my uh, favorites, <laughs> all of his like multimedia graphic novel film albums. I, I know, I know, I know you guys are not like as high on the Tom DeLonge solo work as I am. <laughs> we'll get that. Say, I, we'll, <laughs> then we gotta talk about the concert too. Like, okay. But um, yeah. So then um, I said, okay, Sheila is this person. She was born in this in the '60s, and we have she has a whole entire backstory. Like she has like a love interest, and we were trying to make an album like based she's a Black it. Panther. She's a Black like it's a it's it's wild. Like she has a whole crazy story. I have it written. I still have it written in my um in my room. But anyway, so I basically I said she looks like a Sheila. So they're like, what's her name? And we were still like, her name's Sheila. The name probably it's Sheila. It's Sheila. He's like, okay, cool. Put it in. Been that ever since. And that's great. That's a great I name. Mean, an all, all all woman band with the word like I I assumed it was more intentional. I mean, I guess it is more intentional. But I remember seeing it and being like Sheila. Yeah, that's the name of that band. Like when I, when I saw the. <laughs> And, and, and it had it's just it's it's a powerful name it's like sure. it's, it's two amazing syllables i feel like it's like <laughs> that's that it really it really fits you all it also and means I, woman it means it's, not, it's like australian female. Right. right right well, that, for, that is true like, we i just watched female. crocodile dundee with my kids they repeatedly <laughs> refer to women as sheila's and that i'm not sure if that's where we should be going uh, <laughs> no uh, no but i think that's like it, it is so works it's uh, like a rich, like it's latin too like origin well, that's so well, that's, cool it's latin origin is heavenly but i think it, it but, love that it's the name of the woman yeah. represented in your logo like Right. I don't, it's very cool. I, it actually, it makes me think of some of the great logos of all time. Don't like 
Megadeth and some of those other bands have names for their create and Iron Maiden have names for their logos. Like those well, are guys. What's Iron Maiden's name? What's his name? Is he Eddie or it's Eddie? Or, Eddie. It's Eddie. Is his Eddie? It's one of them has Eddie or something like that. But yeah, yeah like I, I, I like they have different like names for their guys. Um, well, let's talk about the album. I'm wearing the shirt. Protect your art. What an awesome name for an album. But it, I know when you read the description on Bandcamp, there's a description of like what protect your art means. What does it mean to you all? It's just meaning, because um, I remember I, had, I like went back through our text yesterday, um, like the exact conversation of how we got the name. This is like a little origin story for the name. So um, I remember I gave up like eight different names for the album or whatever. And it was like little lyrics from our songs or whatever. And then I said, protect your art. And I said, do you guys like that? It really like just came to me. And Shire was like, yo, I really like that. I didn't like it initially. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, anyways, Shire was like, yeah. Cause like art can literally, literally mean anything. It can mean like your music, like whatever you like hold dear to you, whatever you- Your craft is. Yeah, your craft is, whatever you cherish. Like you want to protect it at all costs. Cause that's what like, what you live by. Like for us, it's music. We just live by this every day. So. I love it. I it's almost like anybody, you can interpret it any way, like protect whatever makes you like function or makes you live. That's awesome. That's a brilliant name. And it right. feels very powerful when you repeat it. Yeah. And when you say that out loud, it actually, it feels very empowering. Like you're um, taking control or that you're, you're standing your ground on something. Absolutely. And, and Becky of the three of us is the actual filmmaker. So I feel Whoa. like, and it's a very generous term. <laughs> I'm, I produce films, but yes, uh, I, I'm, I'm. But yeah. let's just say knowing the drama you've gone through in the film industry in your yes. life, I feel like protect your art is a, a great mantra for you to have for yourself going it, forward. It really is. And it's something that in thinking about some past projects, if I repeat that mantra to myself, I feel it helped. I'm just thinking about it now. It's making me feel really good about some choices that I've made or the ways in which I've stood my ground to protect my art. And uh, so thank you. Okay. Thank you, Tucker sisters. Aww, I'm gonna, yeah. um, let's get into the album. I want, if we, if you, I mean, I want to get into some of these songs. They're so cool. So when I bought the album on Bandcamp, the first song, for some reason, I don't know, maybe this was pre-programmed, but it's kept starting on Far Away Hibba's song. Yeah. So for me, the first few times I listened to the album, it started there. And then after a while, I was walking and I was like, okay, I want to I gotta start this from the beginning because I, I love albums and mm -hmm. sounds like you all like, you like them too. So uh, to me, the first like epic of the album to me is We Are. That chorus, those voices, the way it like to me, that is like I, I'm imagining the stadium of people uh, <laughs> doing almost like a call and response with the chorus of that. And and um, uh, what what's the what's that song? I mean, it's hard. It's hard. I am not good, believe it or not. I can't remember the lyrics to my own songs. So, Neither uh, can uh, let alone real songs. What is the um, what? What's that song about? What does it mean to you? Does it does it have? Do you envision it the same way with the crowd of people? Oh, so this, that song is so interesting. So I remember we literally never heard the lyrics until we went into the studio. Yeah, it's it's wow. all it's all, all the, so like to basically to like like all of them except for like two of them. Yeah. Except so for like, even though we Skype, you know how like Skype is is really bad. So we would like Skype with Shire, but it would always be a lag. So we only heard like. Uh, uh, uh. I was like, so how does it sound? Yeah, it's great. 
Sorry, I like, I like it a lot. So we actually never heard what it sounded like until we get in. We get into the studio and then Ben, our engineer, presses play. Shire's like, okay, I'm ready. She starts singing it. And then we just look at each other like, literally sounds like a freaking 80s song. I was like, yeah. it's like, It's almost got That's like awesome. a That's Pat awesome. Benatar punk yes. feel to it. It's so cool. I like That's I, amazing I, that I think you guys think, and luckily you liked it. Yeah, <laughs> like whatever Shire does, I know we're gonna like it because Shire is just like literally a genius songwriter, just like genius. So like it was That's just awesome. like, so surprising. I was like, oh my goodness. She's like, it's about us. She like she wrote like, uh-huh. like like most like I think the second verse. She's like, what does it say? Like, there's like she's like black girl magic power that nothing. And she's like she talks about like wearing like '90s denim because our aesthetic is '90s. We love like we stay in the '90s. So she she put like little long like little like pieces about like us and our personalities into the song so cute we're just like oh my god it's so cute oh what a great opening to the record now i i have a new way you know Bandcamp for some reason that one i think doesn't you can't oh no that one has the lyrics okay some of them do and i love the and i do love the chorus of we are we are the biggest stars to me yeah that's that, that, that echoes is, that's awesome ah that it part. makes me think of so many bands that have have had choruses like that um earlier in their careers, you know, like, you know, it's so hopeful. It's so inspiring. I can just imagine there's going to be uh, the next, you know, rock band playing that song, you know, thinking that that's what they're going to be one day when they mm-hmm. cover it, when they cover it. Um, uh, okay. The next song, my black is beautiful. What an incredible, uh, what an incredible song, the groove, the lyrics in general, that one, I did pay attention to the lyrics. Um, and then there's the spoken word part in the in the middle of it or towards the end. I don't know. The last. Okay, it's like on like the bridge section. Oh yeah. my goodness! So that was like a quote that I um found online by this author. Her name is Stephanie Lahart, and she watches not watches, but she like writes like inspirational things specifically for Black people and Black women. So I remember we went to the studio and I recorded it, and Ben was like, "Oh no, you gotta like get permission." Just to, like he said, just just email her, just try to get permission, or we can do something else. So I emailed her and she was like, email me like two hours later. Oh my goodness. She said, can you just like send me like a demo of the song? Like, what does this all entail? I was like, we just want your permission to use this quote in our song. She was like, oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. The only thing I asked is that like, when you do it live, just say my name, just like like, say her name, that it's her quote. And it's like, gotcha. Because you did, you put her name in the, at the very in, end, at the very end yeah. of the within the song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the, awesome. the the song's lyrics are honest and raw. Like there, there's no mis, there's no um, mistaking what the song is about. Um, uh, and uh, when you, as black artists, um, although I don't know if this is, do you identify yourselves as black artists or just artists? I don't want to be uh, presumptuous. Well, you, can, you can say black, it's fine. Okay, um, as black artists, um, as black artists, going and going right at society standards of beauty um, with a song like this, um, speaking very specifically, I mean, it's very deeply personal, um, I think, or at least I get the impression. Yeah. Um, uh, how do, do you feel vulnerable when you are writing a song like that? Is, are you feeling proud? Are you feeling, what are the emotions that playing a song that is so specific um uh what does that bring out so when like when we write stuff about that like you know when you're listening to an artist and or just a band or whoever and you're always like oh i wonder what they're about like when we write songs like that we want like to like put it on the forefront like hey this is what sheila is about or like 
a female band. We were, were all black. We like talk about that. We've been, we've been singing about this stuff since like before all the stuff is happening. So we want people, like when we, we intentionally write these songs so people will know we're a band, we're like huge activists and we write, we write songs that are like important to us. Like I remember this song, I literally had this song shelved in GarageBand for like three or four years. Like you remember, I I had uh-huh. I, I like wrote the like the on the verse the groove. I had that that it was like an eight like a eight bar loop, and it was just in GarageBand sitting there. And I named it "My Black and Beautiful" years before we even had Sheila. I was oh, like, wow. I said, no, I want this to be a song. I don't know what to do with it because I can't write I can't write lyrics to save my life. Um. So then when we we showed it to Shire, she was like, Oh, this is like I like this. Yeah, we can. De- I can do something with this. And then she showed up to the studio. I was like, Dude, oh my god. Well, that one, uh, that one's amazing. And then I like, my favorite is We Are. My 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 second favorite, if I'm picking favorites, because we always force each other to pick favorites on this show. Um, <laughs> with all disrespect, uh, I wrote in the notes, and I, and, and I say this with all respect, so I hope it comes off as respectful. To me, this is like, uh, this could be, if you're making a concept album, like this to me, like, oh my goodness, this, I was like, this is your American Idiot moment like to me american American idiot is like one of the my favorite most perfect albums and i love the live show i think it's brilliant um uh uh and so for me as i'm listening to us the way you do the voiceover um uh, that kind of verges into the distorted voice making the announcements (laughs) um but also i feel like the song changes its it evolves as the vibe goes on to the end when you get to this the frantic shredding guitar and drums at the end to me that um it does it comes back to these concept album feeling like again i was like this is like american this could be for like their version of american idiot because even within this song i feel the different parts the the like like uh the different movements of that song um uh and so i Anyways, that's my reaction to the song. I would just love to know anything you want to say about it. <laughs> you know what? We were talking about this yesterday. So when we write songs, Rhea, so Rhea's really good at like the angry songs, like with all disrespect. Um, yeah, so with all disrespect was a follow-up to the song the song we did on our EP. Like I love that title. Oh, I love that that title. And so like I write so music. Good. I write music when I'm like in my feelings, like when I'm really like upset. I feel like that's where I just like, that's where she shines. Like she's like, look look at this, what I have. And she'll be like playing. I remember I was working this really shitty job. It was like my first teaching job. And the principal had just said something to me. It was just like, I was so mad. I think Trump said something stupid that day too. So I literally, I went to GarageBand and I just like heard it in my head. And then I literally spent my entire planning break, just like writing out these little riffs. And then in the beginning, the I pledge allegiance to black culture. I literally took this video from YouTube of these kids saying the Pledge of Allegiance and put it in the beginning just to like contrast it. So I just write songs when I'm very angry and Courtney writes songs when she's like very sad and emotional in her feelings. Well, but you know, what's so funny is that however angry and sad you might have felt during these, I find this whole album extremely uplifting. Like it Uh is, I find it uplifting and empowering and um and it rocks so hard it rocks so hard um lily and becky i have obviously being the music nerd of the group dominated the questions <laughs> yeah, so- no, that's okay i mean i it's a joy to listen to you be so excited <laughs> um, i i just know so much less about music so i'm just like i don't even understand how someone could 
to could do any of this. So let alone on Skype. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's I think it's amazing. And I think um yeah, I just think it's, my, it's my awesome. sisters did co-write their first song this year for my for my fortieth birthday. Not the music, just the lyrics. For my fortieth birthday, they and Rachel, the brilliant, brilliant, wonderful, sweet you know, creatively generous Rachel Everton wrote the music and you should send them the song. And I mean, I have to tell you, we wrote this song and when we were finished, the feeling was, oh my Oh my god, this is what it's like to win a Grammy. Right. Like, yeah. This is I amazing. literally said to Becky after like, it took we, us we wrote it like yeah, we this, wrote it back on back and forth, like sharing no, because it was just lyrics, like this was not music. And then we like uh-huh. finally had it down. And then she came in and she was like, Well, because she was writing the music to it. We told her more or less like kind of what we liked or whatever. And she wrote the music to it. And then when she sent back, she's like, look, this lyric isn't gonna really work because of the music so we're gonna have i'll switch it out for a different word or whatever we're like okay so we were like we'll let you tweak that that's fine <laughs> and then the, the the song is finished and literally two of us were like okay it's not that hard taylor swift like we just did it <laughs> and and this is amazing feels, and it was the best feeling like it almost felt like a selfish birthday gift to shy because i we were like got so much out of the experience like, we just did it and then, and then, and then you realize it wasn't easy. It wasn't also. easy. It took like two months. <laughs> it was like a, about a month of writing back and forth, and we did nothing to do with writing the music. But the feeling was so like, I don't know. And then I you felt think, I was like, yeah, I could do this. I could be a rock star. I could win. But Grammys. then you I think that on an album, there's like eleven of those. It's like as long as it would take to film a movie, edit it, make it, put it out there, it took us, it would take us to make maybe an album. And we had no other ideas. We just had the one ideas for this song. So oh. I find it awe inspiring. Both to, you know, to, be able yeah. to talk and inspiring listen like listen to you talk about your process. Oh yeah, humbling yeah. for sure. Uh, but like you should hear the song it's really good yeah it is. We'll you said Rachel's on it and like, we know you, very meticulous with her music so I know it's gonna be fire because like well, we- and Lily and Becky don't know you uh, unfortunately because of the COVID health crisis we all missed on the fact that you were going to do a show with Rachel right oh yeah her birthday show and like she could Rachel was like super stoked because she was like I don't usually do stuff with a live band and she had asked Rhea she said, hey can you play drums and Rhea was like Rachel asked me to play oh that would have been amazing and I was like and I said oh she didn't I, Rachel oh. <laughs> I was like oh I said wow that's that's, that's strange <laughs> I said that's cool it's cool and then like a week later she was like hey want to know I said oh god I, said, oh, I, said, I don't want to be like hey what about me she's like no 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 I wouldn't ship you guys no it was great working with Rachel is super cool because like she is so, like, super meticulous. So we're used to like having a style. We just like, just play random shit. We're like, yeah, 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 I think that works. Rachel like knows exactly what she wants. And it's like, it's fantastic. She's like, I think we should do this. Like what you were saying, it goes with the lyrics. Cause if I- yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna do this. And I was like, that is fucking genius. Like, And then when I was like an asshole and I was like, well, actually I really want that word in. Like you can't change- <laughs> Like specifically, there's a word that like only like an insider would know, mm-hmm. and it's like calls upon like where we grew up. So you can't change that word. She's like, okay, and I got to like go like figure that out with the music. She's like, gotcha, gotcha. I was like, yeah, sorry. Um, 
I was being a bit of a diva. And, but... and was and and was there Jasmine Gilson was also going yeah, to that show. Uh, one of the greatest humans I have met in the last. I have to year say, Shai, you sa- surround yourself with phenomenal female musicians. I'm very impressed. <laughs> surround myself. I don't think I do the surrounding. I'm lucky they let me hang out with them. That's <laughs> that, how I feel. Yes, Shai, I believe I, that's, that how, that's how I feel dynamic. with this whole crew of musicians that I got that I got introduced through, basically, essentially through Kathy, through by a, a chance drawing I did of of, of a leg warmers uh, concert that I <laughs> pushed out on. Uh, Instagram and through that became friends with Kathy she has welcomed me into this incredible you know music community um, uh, but Jasmine Gillison also who this will now be this is the third show in the week but hey everyone should go and listen to Jasmine Gillison's music she's phenomenal this is the third time I'm bringing her up in a week um, her song uh, oh, oh, oh My Friend um, Oh Friend Oh My Friend Oh Man I don't I, I like I Oh Friend Oh Friend just fills up my heart I listen to it all the time but again um, as of this week, you can also hear her collaboration with us, with my band. Um, uh, she did all the female vocals on uh, the uh, on the on the record we just released, Sidecar. So um, uh, Jasmine's just uh, just an amazing person. I love following her, and I love uh, she just gives her heart to her music. It's wonderful. Um, okay, speaking of other musicians, I gotta know, Blink or Green Day? Blink. Really? Yes. I'm that's very fast. I'm ever to both of them. Also, yeah, Rhea's kind of like uh whatever to because I'm like a blank super fan. So wish I yeah. Can we tell them about the concert in 10th grade? Oh yeah. Jesus, man. So we so we went to so my favorite Did you sell them candy? No, we did not. Did you sell candy to get to afford tickets to get yeah, yeah, we definitely yeah, actually did. We sold tickets to get. We sold them to get tickets. But um, I'm a super fan of Fall Out Boy. Like, like, like. I'm talking about fans. <laughs> Even with their new shit, which is terrible, I'm a super fan. I'm a diehard since 12 years old. I'm a 15 year old. So it was. It was the concert was Fall Out Boy, Blink 182. It was supposed to be Taking Back Sunday and and Weezer, but um. Somehow, wow, that's so awesome. That's a great somebody, lineup. Somebody didn't show up. Weezer didn't. Weezer didn't show up. Oh no, Taking Back Sunday didn't show up. So Fall Out Boy was like there. They like surprise, and they had been on high They they had been like kind of low key for a while, and I was so excited. But we were there to see Blink. I had so much fun. I love Blink One Eight Two. Rhea was so bored she fell asleep. Blink, <laughs> Blink. <laughs> I have to tell you, I the only time I've ever seen Blink with the with the three like the real Blink. The original, like, yeah. Well, the semi-original, I guess, because Travis is, comes later. But like with Travis, Mark, and um, uh, Tom, uh, I had to go to like Atlantic City to see them at like the Borgata Casino on the last <laughs> night of this tour because it was the only way I had a chance to see them. Because I just had, like when they broke up and got back together, and I was like, "This is a, this like is when you hear neighborhoods. Last. When you hear neighborhoods, you're like, this band is going to break up again. Yeah. <laughs> that that album is the they sound. Were, of- I was going to say you like." I, okay. I love that album, but that album is the sound of a band that does not like each other. Ooh, nice. No, that because that was because uh, I was I was reading stuff stuff about them. It's really funny. So like, it's almost like Tom grew up, even though as whatever he's whatever. Tom grew up, but then Mark and Mark and Travis were like, no, we still want to do like punk music. And then Tom's like, but I want to do Angels and Airwaves. Like, get <laughs> out! You've been wanting to do Angels and Airwaves since you made it. And so that was whatever. So then they that's true. Out. He Angels and Airwaves up that album a lot. The, There's I, a lot of Angels and No Wave sound in that neighborhood's album. The whole the whole album. He essentially just like probably, hey guys, come at the last minute, look what I made. And they were like, 
But yeah. I will say the only redeeming thing to me about Blink-182 is Travis Barker. I think he, I is, mean, he is phenomenal. I think he is like very culturally significant. Like he just does all types of stuff. That like is true. He collaborates with like hip hop artists. Oh my God, he collaborated. Um, There's this one girl, what's her name? Oh God, this like pop singer, whatever. She did a song last year and he was like randomly on her track and just made it so much better. He's he's amazing. I remember I went to see uh, Plus 44 in Europe. (laughs) Love Plus 44. I like Plus 44. The the main reason why I was going is so I could see Travis Barker in concert and he had broken his shoulder or something and we got some other dude. So it was like a nice Mark Hoppus show. But like, can you imagine you go to see a band band and Travis Barker supposed to be the drummer and some other guy? So. That, uh, that Plus 44 album should have been, like, they should have kept that band and just scrapped Blink-182 because they were significantly better than anything now that Blink's done. But yeah. to be fair, I don't like Blink-182's, the first albums, like Buddha, Cheshire Cat. I don't even like Dude Ranch. But once we get to Enema of the State, the self-titled, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, Neighborhoods, but my favorite, you're probably going to hate me shy, is California. No, I like California. <laughs> I, is, that, is that the Matt Skiba album? Yes. No, I, I think California is still really cool. I, I think the California. the the song, uh, she's out of her mind or out of, is, that's great. I watch that video with my kids all the time because I I showed them what's my age again like a hundred times and I'm like and now they did the same and video they again they with only with women instead of men. And then my daughter, my youngest daughter, is so perceptive. She's like, hey, that girl, she had a magnifying glass in the other one, and now she has a cell phone. So I. I, I, I <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's bad at all. I like the other song. I don't know if it's from California. Um, it's the one with all the kids in the red shirts at the prep school. Oh, and they're doing that. Dark side. Yeah. Get to the dark yeah. side oh, or something like new, that. New album, yeah. Uh, that that song's amazing, and I feel like they've actually found their sound with Skiba a lot more. In that case, um, uh, because we don't, I don't know if we've ever even had another drummer on the show. So, uh, Rhea, who is who are your Mount Rushmore of drummers like i i like like you can ask me any day and i will tell you the five most important drummers to me none of which i can play like but like who i like live and breathe every day but who do, who do you have um i don't even think because i don't consider myself like a true true drummer i just do play drums but like i don't know i would probably say travis there's this um one kid on uh youtube his name is um was it luke luke holland, luke holland and he's absolutely like stinking amazing he just does like covers and stuff, which is absolutely amazing. Who else? I don't know. I don't like sit there and just like listen to drummers all the time. That's just a me thing. But for guitar, for guitarists. Yes. <laughs> who are your, who are your guitarists? So mine are um, ACDC's um, Angus Young. You know I'm Angus. I, I know you. I've, I've seen him live. It is magic. I, it is huge ACDC fan. Angus right is mine. And then um, John Frusciante of Chili Peppers. Not Josh Klinghoffer. You know, the guy who was... Who was no. In between. Oh, God. I'm, so, I'm so shocked they got rid of him. So, like, John... Did you call him the in-between? Yes, he did. He was the in-between Frusciante and Frusciante. Yeah, Frusciante. exactly. I mean, yeah, he, he was there for 10 years, but, like, whatever. He didn't do anything. I didn't like their albums with him. Anyways, so it was him. So, Angus, John... Um, I don't know if you guys listen to like, do, should I do like guys listen to like, like, like heavier stuff? Like I really like Dance Gavin Dance, their guitar player, Will Swan. I don't know that band, but I do listen to heavier stuff. He's like, they're like a post-hardcore, like I'm trying to compare them. I always compare them to like a little bit less, a little bit less hardcore. What's that band? Bring Me the Horizon. They're kind of like Bring Me the Horizon, but a little better. <laughs> a lot better actually. 
like not as heavy, but a little bit in between. Their guitar player, Will Swan, he is wild. He's been with the band since they first started. And they've gone, they've gone through lineup changes for like the last 15 years. And he's like the constant, him and the drummer. He's phenomenal. That's awesome. Oh, love Kirk. I love Kurt Cobain because like we're both lefties, obviously. But <laughs> even though he wasn't like the greatest, I, if I had to compare myself to anybody, it would be him. Because like for me, I don't think I'm like hot shit, like the greatest thing. Like I'm not that great at soloing, but like he just had a, he just had a style and it, he had a sound. Yeah, and, like, and, and he, he could write. Exactly, and he made it work for him. Like he wasn't the greatest singer. He I don't was. think anybody's gonna think it's weird that you named Kurt Cobain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's. Oh wait, now I feel Cobain. okay. I will, I will, I will spare my sisters further music geek talk. But now I feel like I've got to share my <laughs> favorite drummers. I feel like uh, my favorite. Um, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna ask me who my favorite bass player is, and that's. Um, go ahead, Lily. Uh, Paul Rudd and uh, Jason Siegel and I love you, man. <laughs> the bass. Those guys are my favorite bass players. So my my so my favorite drummers are John Fishman from Fish, um, uh, uh, Phil Fisher from Fishbone. Two very different styles, but holy mackerel! I finally got to see Phil fish. Fisher Phil Fisher play because he had been out of the band for twenty years. Um, uh, absolutely incredible. Um, and, um, uh, let's, okay. Okay. Uh, Neil Pert from Rush. Um, uh, and hold on. Let me Obviously. It's <laughs> freaking 60 drum setup. <laughs> um, oh my God. Hold on a second. Like I just had the biggest brain fart. Oh God. Like, sorry. Okay. Phil Collins. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting because I was trying to do the order. Okay. The order drummers. <laughs> order of my drummers because Phil Fisher is really comes in at number three. So number one has to be John Fishman because I love that band so much. I've seen it so many times. If I could play drums like one drummer though, it wouldn't be John Fishman. It would be Sonny Emery, who I got to know playing for Bruce Hornsby. Like he's just incredible. Sonny Emery. When you say that, it sounds like you played for Bruce Hornsby. No, no, no. no, no. That's how you got to Sorry. know. Him, but... I hung out. <laughs> at a lot of Bruce Hornsby concerts and I have gotten to chat with him a couple of times but uh so it's it's Fishman, Sonny Emery, Phil Fisher, um uh, uh, Tra uh Travis Barker and Neil Peart. That's probably those five are the ones that like if I if I have if I have drums he drum heroes those are really the guys. Um okay. You mentioned learning how to play music from YouTube not something generationally I would have been able to do and the in the 90s when I was learning to play the drums. Um, but you are big YouTube experts. Um, I, I am a big budding YouTube experts. We're going to transition to talk about some pop culture uh, YouTube channels. Take it away, Tucker. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I had to make a list. Because like when I tell you, since quarantine, this is like what we do like every day. Is we watch, you, we watch, watch YouTube for hours. We watch YouTube videos more than we watch Netflix. Whoa. Whoa. That is. No, and then I think our big bold thing, statement. We, it, it's very true. We love analysis videos. Like when people take movies and just explain the whole thing. Cause like we don't oh, want to yeah. watch it ourselves, especially horror movies. <laughs> like, okay. I, 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 I what is what, this? What kind explain, of analysis? Like, yes. like what kind of analysis? Like of an actual film? Oh, you yeah, mean like or take. <laughs> a movie they talk about it so it's basically this podcast but with images they just and smarter people than us do they, do they recap not. the movie or know. do they do like they, re they, they recap like the entire movie like shot for shot then that is my dream do they get paid for this 
they insert have this job. something funny. They insert always insert something funny, like ah, that was so stupid, blah blah blah. And then they like explain what the ending means or what it could possibly. Oh God, that's be. like watching a movie with me in person. <laughs> that's what I do. Why am I not getting paid for this? So just to that give you unbelievable. Uh, to give you some suggestions of what like channels we watch that do this. The first one is called Found Flicks. It's you have oh. Found Flicks. He literally takes horror movies and just explains the whole thing. You would absolutely love it. He gives you like little clips. He inserts his. Shy, that's perfect for you. No, you, will love you need. You need to watch this. Found okay, I'm gonna subscribe right now. Um, because I'm afraid of horror movies, but playing <gasps> horror movies, I'm interested. Oh, because like we we don't like to sit and watch it because like I'm scared of everything I still sleep with like the lights on and stuff like okay. when somebody explains it it makes it funny it takes the edge off when we last April we went to we went to Canada and we played a, like the Canadian music fest right we, we grew up in Canada it, we, where did we go Toronto mm-hmm. so we not played, there we but, but still <laughs> Canada what's, it's okay what's the place we call it was called the rock and roller cherry was that rock and roller cherry cola yeah cherry whatever so, so we played there we watched it was a nine how long was the drive nine yeah. ten hours nine ten hour drive we watched found flicks on his videos the whole time there oh my god and then we were actually in the airbnb watched found flicks oh wow there's wow, a lot of stuff on there's, there's like flicks. over 500 videos We've seen every single one it, over the past year and a half. And if you want something that's really silly, Kill Count, the dead—it's called Dead Meat Kill Count. He only—he only takes horror movies, and he tells you how many people died in them. And at the end, he, he has, counts the number of deaths. And then at the end, he tells you which one was the best kill and which one was the worst kill. So the Golden Chainsaw and the Dullest Chainsaw. Like, it—it it sounds stupid, hilarious. Really funny. Lily really actually funny. has to watch a horror movie a day oh. because her husband's like a big horror movie person. <laughs> Yes, but she used to watch all of them. Since mom is here and she's a bigger scaredy cat than any of you, <laughs> he's been letting up on them. But I'm often forced to watch many scary. But like what movies. I consider a scary movie, he considers like a kids movie, like a yeah, comedy. He laughs for sure. Um, Those are the best people to see horror movies with when they make it less terrible. Like if they're uh, laughing, it's like, oh yeah, it wasn't actually that scary when it actually was. I don't care. I go to the movies like this. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Um, okay, I love that. These are all great. These are great recommendations. I like for me, I go down rabbit holes. I've been told I'm searching for the end of the internet, and I like <laughs> I like explanations of particularly things that are nostalgic. So last year, my big thing was I would go particularly this one website, this one YouTube channel called What Culture Wrestling, where they would just do like. 10 minute recaps of like the 10 best wrestlers of all time, the 10 best WrestleMania finishes of all time. And I just watched them. There's these British guys and I, they just were all relaxing me and they were nostalgic. And then that ended up like within a few months, I was like at live wrestling tapings with a bunch of guys ringside for the first AEW show in DC, which, which by the way, the first AEW, I've said this before, the first AEW show in DC, AEW is the competitor to WWE. Um, so it was really easy to get ringside seats. So we were ringside. The whole place was full. It was the most multicultural event I have ever been into wow. in Washington, D.C. Every single community was represented in this audience. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> um, uh, it was, it was, it was, it, I was like, I guess people still like wrestling. <laughs> so, but then lately my obsession, partly because of Lily's uh, sister, uh, Lily's son, are Transformers videos about Transformers toys from the 80s. 
but you're going to get, eventually you're going to get to one page. That's just going to be like, this is the end. You've reached the end of the internet. There's no more. No, Cause I started doing the GI Joe pages. Like, oh my God. Oh, if you like nostalgia, there's this one channel it's called pushing up roses and all, like literally all she does is like review goosebumps episodes. Um, <laughs> that's she, awesome. she reviews like old video games from like the eighties and nineties. And, and murder she wrote and, oh yeah and then she has a whole segment called murder she wrote and she like explo- episode she murder. explains the entire episode and how stupid it was and just like adds her commentary those are her only it. three things she talks about murder she wrote goosebumps old video games oh she's got a whole episode on the movie clue my wife loves clue. oh we, watched, oh, that we watched, watched that one last month it's great <laughs> Uh, that's amazing all right lily and becky uh i believe you all watch a lot of youtube too like you before not i went into my nearly YouTube not really, nearly I, as much we all share the same youtube account i see what my sisters watch every day i wake up in the morning and there's like animals with uh music in the background <laughs> animated no, things my ASMR. daughter my no that that i usually I'm like no because let me tell you the ASMR rabbit hole is deep. I hate. Hey, no, I, no, I don't that. like ASMR. You say that, I don't but like then it. Me Facebook. She's like, I have a. She had a Gucci flip flop, but it was like a gummy candy, and she was like, <laughs> No. So okay. So I want to explain a few things about the ASM artists out there, as we like to call them. Okay. There's different types. There's soft spoken. There's whisper videos. There's like texture sound videos. There's eating videos. There's role play videos. There's unintentional ASMR videos. This is, and I'm just reaching. I'm just like scratching. What's role? What's role? What's role play? Role play is when you pretend, for example, like that they get into a character and they pretend that, for example, they're they they're working at a library and they're checking out books for you and they're like clicking clacking on a keyboard and like stamping your library books or that they're your eye doctor and they're doing like an, an exam on you or giving you a facial or something. Then there's tutorial ASMR videos. Like I'm going to teach you how to fold towels or how to have good dinner etiquette. Oh yeah. No, there is like or the one so, that you sent me of the lady just so unpacking her groceries for an one, hour. One woman unpacking her. Oh yeah. That's so how um, is this relaxing? Those, those are haul, we call those haul videos. So those are haul like, videos. Oh my grocery Jeez. haul or my like, you know, beauty product haul or my shopping. Oh, haul. Those are haul. A-U haul. haul. Like, like, yeah. H-A-U. And then there's obviously like unboxing ones, but yeah. But, um, so I don't do the, eating videos or the textury sound ones i'm more you into, hate listening to you hate the sound of i don't like the sound of other sister loves those eating videos no but oh, um God. but i'm but i but give me a good folding towel on folding towels all night but you're right to sleep that. <laughs> it is like one of my favorite things like show me how to fold towels in little creative bundles for like now ironing there's this one video of this woman ironing her clothes and explaining to you how to iron oh it is heavy i worry how stressed your brain is that this is what relaxes you (laughs) but i think it does say something about you what you like when i get an alley relaxed and i'm like oh i just need to like unwind for like 10 15 minutes i'm like oh let's see oh looks like there's a new uh like, yeah, there's like, there's a new, I get really excited if there's, oh my God, if there, when there's a new towel video, you maybe get like two a year. Like it's really exciting from your favorite person. Um, so yeah, I, but ASMR is not new. Like I have been, 
I have been really into it for, I'm not kidding. I want to say six or seven years. That's like what I watch on YouTube. I didn't didn't even know it was a thing until about maybe a year ago. So it was, so it didn't become popular on YouTube till probably about a year or two, a year or two ago, but it's been around for, you know, for quite, you know, however long, not however long, I don't know how long, but I would say about seven, eight years ago is probably when the first communities of them started popping up. Um, anyway, so that's, that is my main YouTube jam. And I would say until it became popular, I was probably a little insecure talking about it because it's super weird. And now I wear my ASMR flag very proudly. <laughs> um, you know, I, I can recommend some ASMR artists depending on your likes or dislikes, but but being that, you know, it is a very particular sound, it can certainly, I see how it irritates people. But on the topic of in sort of um, review videos or instructional videos and stuff, there's probably, there's one other channel, which is super cool if you like watching film breakdowns called Every Frame a Painting. And that's a really fun one for film analysis. And it, this guy explains, you know, uh, filmmaking techniques and styles in a really engaging fun way and he uses awesome movies to explain stuff so i i recommend that. and the videos are short maybe like 10 15 minutes um at most but you you feel like you're taking like a little master class in filmmaking so it's, it's super fun every frame of painting i i recommend that channel just added mm-hmm. and lil what about what about you i guess i don't use youtube <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I like have to find like random. I feel like you watch trailers. I guess, but there's other apps for that. So I also have my apps that I like to watch. <laughs> there's the trailers trailer on. apps. Yes. Oh, wow. um, and and I'm you know wary about trailers on YouTube because I don't know if you guys have fallen into this. People make a lot of fake trailers. Yeah. Oh yes. That you that don't is... want to get caught up. In I mean, that how many game. times have I the fallen for the defect. fake Friends movie trailer? Right. So I'm, I, yeah, I gotta be careful. Um, but I oh, do, really? that is my ASMR. I love watching trailers to fall asleep, like, just to relax. I love movie trailers. Really, I got a channel for you. If you want something like wild stuff, Courtney, you already know, there was this channel. You, it, it got renamed. It used to be called Hooked on the Look. But now, oh my freaking God. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Hooked on the Look is wild. So they do like, it's like all types of stories. Usually like plastic surgery stuff where people would like, movies all the way out to here their lips all the way out to here and they just like writing this you know down. I was like a fairy oh yeah this one guy he was like I don't have a gender I'm like a fairy alien like it's just like taking these like characters. not even gender that's like race like he's not yeah. a human he like no <laughs> like, I mean a species he's not <laughs> human <laughs> so yeah basically they just interview like all these people from all over the world and just like they're kind of like their little things that they love and it's usually about plastic surgery it has to do they have segments on like transgender people it's, i like those segments those segments are the best like you should check it out they changed the name it's not called bar, 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 bar. it's not called bar crop it's called truly now it's not truly. it's called truly that's very okay. cool what happened to bar crop? i don't know guys know a lot about youtube this that's is... all we do like i'm not wow. even kidding courtney, at, at like 3 a.m courtney just sends me tiktok videos like tiktok compilation videos okay so to be fair, I don't actually do TikTok because I'm too old for that. Anything that much, because we, we teach. I don't do it either, but I, but I, I, I see the videos on Insta or where other people funny. put them. I like anything because we're elementary school teachers, right? And the grades we teach are kindergarten. Okay, I feel like I did not know that before, and now I'm like 
feel like your kids are very lucky to have you. I wish you were my kids teacher. I mean, they're still too young, but you guys would be such fun teachers, but like, but like tough, but like really fun. But like, like really tough. Like yeah, they're that's, not that's pretty much it. anything that they like. I know they're like I, like for for instance, like at the beginning, the first day of the, like sixth grade music, they're like Miss Tucker, you're definitely a disco girl. And I said, what is what is that disco? I had to learn it from them, so I had to go. I had to go and Google it. What it was a disco girl is like the the basic white girl. It's twenty nineteen exactly. It's it's a it's just what? a basic white girl. You like Uggs? You like Starbucks? Pumpkin spice? And I was like the little, the little tiny bag packs with all the um scrunchies the scrunchies on your arm the checkered bands it's cute it's yeah but i was like that was like but is it an insult or a compliment they, they said it was a compliment because they're like you're like okay they, they try to describe me like i'm a hipster but they don't know the word hipster so they have to Aww, use it in their terms and I, they're like Aww. do you have tiktok and i said no they said we're on tiktok follow me on tiktok and i said no <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. They said, you should, but you're young. I said, I'm 27 and you're 11. I'm not getting a TikTok. Thank you. That's really amazing. TikTok, but the thing about TikTok is you can, you can scroll and you'll never get the same video. It's always, it's just constant videos. That's why I like TikTok. Well, I feel like, yes, I I clearly, I think I only use YouTube for like what old people use it for, which is like educational (laughs) stuff. Like, I don't understand when they say, what did I ask you, Becky, the other day? They're like in a recipe about like, um, like that cloth. Like, I was like, Becky, what's a cheesecloth and what's it for? And I was like, damn it, YouTube, what do I need a cheesecloth for? And I'm like watching all these like old people just like squish out liquidy stuff through a cloth and to make food and so yeah I often don't understand recipes I'm not like he's a great cook I'm not that um good at cooking and so I'll ne- like I'll read a recipe not understand what it's asking me to do and then I youtube that so that I would say that yeah use it for educational purposes uh, yes, I'm at a YouTube university. <laughs> okay, pretty much. Let's we, we uh, let I, this is amazing. I want to talk to the Tucker. Sisters. We're clearly going to have to do like part two and three of this uh-huh. episode. Yeah, yes, like this. You have, you this can, can, can we just started the episode. I have we never seen Shy this out of control. Like, you're out <laughs> like, of control. You, we haven't. I, I even told done you the I'm episode yet. Out. And we, no, yes. we have done the episode. We're just we have, but we've done like. I think I'm like a third of the things we wanted to talk about. Like, so we're gonna have to have you guys back on again because perfect. there's I, so much to talk about with you. Um, okay, so but that doesn't mean we're ending right no. away. No. Okay. Shy, don't get anxious. No <laughs> one's ending the call Just early. Shy, <laughs> keep it together. I've never seen Shy like this. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. What did you say? I'm I'm the I'm the big, I was like <laughs> I, I'm the big brother, you know, like producer of the show. So I'm always like, everything on time. Let's go. This, that. Oh yeah. Wait. By the way, which which sister is older, or like, do you? Oh, uh, Courtney's older by one minute. Okay. Does that like a thing? Is there like a lording over that happens, or are you just? No, I've always been bossier over her. Oh, okay. You're well, really Becky's cool. definitely bossier than all three of us. I just like being in charge. With you. <laughs> like, I was, you know. Like 35 is my perfect age because I love being in charge of stuff. Like I was meant to be an adult. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if people know this. We have another sister. Yeah, we do. We have an older sister. Oh, okay. How much older? She's Just a year? A year? That's yeah. like a third twin at that point. Jeez. Yeah, our she was adopted before we were born. So our parents adopted her and we're like, let wow. So let me try, let me try for them. And then surprise, you got two. Wow. Holy that shit. Is so that is cool. like so serendipitous. Oh, 
our mom was not ready. She was like, our, she's like our aunt was like, um, Denise, I prayed you would have twins. Why would you do that? Thanks. And like, you guys are like, ser- like you guys, it literally, it's, it's split in half. Like you literally, it's one in a million, isn't it? No, one in a thousand. Sorry. For, for Lily went through a lot of pregnancy stuff this year. So she's yes, very I focused did. on like on statistics. statistics, but I'm pretty sure it's one in a thousand that it splits and creates an identical twin. It's not very common. I'm going to look at, I'm going to look this up, but I know it's obviously not common. Fraternal twins. Just so everyone know, Lily is not a medical professional. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Becky is not a professional realtor because like a few weeks ago, she was like, you know, recommending properties. Uh, um, Um, I'm just saying that that fraternal twins is more common than identical twins. Because fraternal twins, it's two embryos, like two eggs, two sperm, two embryos. They're just sharing an apartment. What is is this episode about? From the same egg. And sperm combination, which is amazing. I'm just saying. Oh it's my amazing. god, my sister hey, has Sean, said sperm four times. Sperm on the podcast. I'm just saying, you, you don't just have identical twins and like not bring it up at all. It's amazing. Sperm. I think a lot of people I talk mean, about identical I will say, twins without I, I, I will say the, the greatest sperm moment in the history of movies is the opening of Look Who's Talking. Like that is the, <laughs> the moment where oh, I came. Mom. Oh my god. That's where we all that. people our age learned how babies like, are made. We're I assume the Beach Boys is playing every time. Time, every time. every baby is conceived. Oh, I haven't seen that movie forever. Oh, man. Um, so okay, so let's talk about twins since you are in fact twins, and now you are my favorite twins in real life. Uh, but Lily, you had some questions about twins. Um, no, I'm okay. So it's one in two hundred and fifty pregnancies. <laughs> <Not that much. laughs> okay, I'm just what saying. Is- Okay, well, Lily or wanted identical. to know, Lily, then I'll just ask for Lily, Lily wanted to know who are some of your, like my new in the real life favorite twins are of course Rhea and Courtney, but like, do you guys have any specific twins that like, Inner like Rhea and Courtney, twins. what makes good twins? Like, are there twins out there? Where you, like there's oh, this movie called Euro, Euro Trip. Do you remember Euro Trip with Scotty doesn't know, the song Scotty doesn't know. Scotty like, doesn't, oh my God, I have to download that song now. So, <laughs> Trachtenberg and that other guy are twins in the in the movie, and they there's a recurring joke that like you two are the worst twins. Like at one point they accidentally make out, and and they're like you two are the worst twins. Uh, um, like what makes a good set of twins, and what what are bad twins? Oh, so for everyone listening, like this is just our personal opinion. So, <laughs> like for me, I always like hated when twins would like dress alike. And they do like everything together. Remember the Doyle twins? <laughs> so, we are they like people you know? Like what? Yeah, is, so <laughs> we were they're in, just getting called out. That's awesome. like when we were. Also, in, that last name sounds like what you're referring to. Like when <laughs> like, we were in elementary school, oh. there was like two sets of twins. It was me and Courtney, and then there was Jess. Lauren. Her name was Lauren. Oh, my bad. Whatever. Exactly. Her name was. And then there was these other twins. Their name was Lauren and Jessica Doyle. They always dressed alike. Their mom was evil. She worked in the cafeteria and they like never said anything. They had like no personality. At least with us, we were loud and silly. <laughs> like, like Courtney was very sweet and I was very not. So like people could tell us apart. Like <laughs> I was very not. <laughs> like, and then like when twins have personalities and they're like different, that's such a beautiful thing. But you know, like those twins who just do everything together like, like the ones from The Shining. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
But like when twins just like don't have a personality, I'm just like, or the worst thing when twins aren't friends. Like I don't understand. I I get it. Well, that's gotta be tough. Like like when siblings aren't friends, that's hard enough. But like twins that aren't friends, that that just makes no sense to me. Except like maybe you know, there's a lot of competition between twins. Maybe. And I'm like, is that your best friend? No, No. we don't speak. And I was like, that's really sad. But okay, never mind. I feel like the the only thing better than having a sibling, and I love my siblings very much, is like you just one up it with a twin. Like that seems like a dream. Oh, you know what's wild? When people would always try to compare me and Courtney, but like I'm not competitive, like whatsoever. And then like it just wouldn't work with this. They're like, well, how come you can't be like Courtney? And I just be like, because I'm not. Right. So, so we, we always talk about this so I play rugby right and like Rhea I'm like like I get like super competitive like I like especially playing rugby I yell a lot like it's a thing like it's a thing you've seen me play it's a thing she's a ball hog that, that doesn't matter but Rhea isn't competitive so sports are just not her thing like and when people start like you know when you're playing a sport and people get flustered like oh we're losing uh whatever Rhea's the type like if you say that she'll be like okay and now you told, you told me to run. I'm going to run slower. That kind of thing. That's why Rhea would be better with like tennis, a solo sport by yourself. Tennis would be her thing. Tennis. Or like, like table pong, whatever. What is it? Table tennis. That would, that's about where you speak. Badminton. Lily, I think, weren't you on like a badminton team? Yes, in high school. I love badminton. Lily, I Lily and Becky like went to a much three, fancier high school than I was. Three sets of twins in my grade at school. I feel like three is a lot. I yeah. mean... Wow, you wow. had triplets? Okay. Yeah, and they in they, middle school. Yeah, there were these three brothers. No, remember? I'm talking about yeah, it, yeah. Though Christian, is, oh my god, and then but in high, is it raining? Anyway, yeah. but in high school, there was there were the set of triplets. They were like in the paper, all that. They were just in the paper again because the one of the, the he was a triplet, but he's the oldest. It's like two of them look exactly the same, and one of them doesn't. The one who doesn't look like them now teaches for our high school's basketball team that they all played on. Wow. That was, really, that was actually pretty cool but like one of them it's really wild because two of them looked like dead set i couldn't even tell them apart other one no he nothing like them i was like that's really sad <laughs> and do you have favorite actor twins t and tamara yeah. oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. sister sister of course yeah, yeah. but like, like yeah, for the 90s they, those are they're right. like i'm not even gonna lie mary kate nash we had all those movies like our favorite oh, movies nice. from the house we go oh <laughs> Like we, I, I was always, uh, I was always, uh, the, um, there's, there's one, in, I think we're there in New York. It's like not a good movie, but I, I enjoy- yeah, it was the first time I ever saw them really have different personalities. Like they're a little bit older <laughs> in that one. And, and so like, that was the only, that's the only one of their movies I've seen. I enjoyed it. So let's talk about some pop culture twins. Um, uh, let's start with some. So how do you feel about, right when one person plays two people like I, I have a list here we've got eddie murphy playing uh, the two brothers in bowfinger i don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen that movie but that is a hilarious movie bowfinger um a really really funny send-up of the movie industry we've got of course the parent trap starring Haley mills and Haley mills i don't know maybe your parents <laughs> that. Uh, or the lohan version lohan all day Van Damme playing the French and the more preppy American version of himself in Double Impact. The double 
twins separated birth story of big business. I don't think anybody's seen this movie but me. We have I seen love, our I love this in movie our family. So much. We had that on tape. We taped it off the TV. We watched oh, it all the time. Big business. That Miller and Lily Tomlin playing twins. And then a recent great two sets one, of twins. Um, Shamir Anderson, who's who kind of got no, known for he's Canadian, I think, uh, got known for Winona Earp, but he plays two very, very, very. Cool Winona Earp, I love that show. It's a great show. So he was Dolls, Dolls. You know the the FBI agent. So yes, yes, he yes. plays these two very creepy twins in Goliath season three, and of course the Winklevoss, which are played by one dude. How how do you guys feel the whole group, Lily, Becky, of when one person plays twins? Does that count as a movie twins, or is that really just is that really just about the acting? You know, like what's the? I feel like if you can pull it off and it doesn't look weird, like you know how like it looks like they're not interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you can pull it off and it looks natural, then I say go for it. If the directors want to save money on it because the person's so talented, you go for it. But it's cuter when they're but it's cuter when they're twins. Okay, Lily, back. Do you have a favorite of that group? What do you say? Do you buy it when they? Because in my mind, when the actors are really good, and, and yeah, I course, think if the I... actors are good. Oh, can... I think I think the original Parent Trap is my favorite because it was so mind blowing to like have it to like have the reveal what at whatever point in life that it was really just one actor and you're like you, we did like, not know and when we, we were didn't watching know that we didn't, we didn't understand that. that um i did so people, older, my was, parents explained it to and when me. people watch cool. lindsay lohan i'm sure when kids watch lindsay lohan they thought there was two of them we did yeah and so i think if you if the actor can pull it off go right ahead mm-hmm. And then there, I, I tried to find a bigger list of twins in movies that look nothing alike, but really all I could think of was, of course, Arnold and Danny DeVito, and <laughs> which I remember like when that came out as a kid, that was a big deal. And then, of course, Luke and Leia, people often forget that they're not just siblings, but they're twins. twins. Are uh, they really? Yeah. Oh, I've never yeah. seen Star Wars in my life, yeah, but I never knew We're that. not into Star Wars. Oh, so okay. That, that, was, that was probably I thought like... there were love interests. Is that not? I'm, no, th- uh, they're siblings. I... <laughs> I, I'm great. You might want to look at a synopsis on the internet. There's just a few YouTube clips about that. All right. So you, you, you mentioned Tia and, and Tamara. Are there any other real life twins that mean anything to anyone? I've got. Um, uh, I feel like I, those I, are really famous ones. Other the other ones are not nearly Zach and Cody's the the Sprouse brothers. I mean, Cole is oh. still Riverdale back. Oh my god, I'm watching Riverdale oh, now. I, I got two more episodes. Shy, you got her start. Oh my gosh, I got I two more episodes left this season four. The season was so compelling. She's anyways. been watch. She's been watching it for how long? Two days. I thought she started this show like a week ago. She's like, I just started the show yesterday, and I'm done. Wow! Like a Becky, Becky, and I are both Riverdale fans. I got kind of like stuck in season four, but I'll get back to it. It's that that maybe I'll get. I need a show to watch. My wife will not watch it with me. So. I love Cheryl. I, watched, I, I watched, love Cheryl Blossom. I watched season oh, one, yeah. and it was they should do a spinoff with Cheryl and Tony as superheroes. Like that. Oh, just be Tony. Their show. oh, they are so cute. They should do a spinoff, but like put it in like the Sabrina world. Oh yeah, I wish we had that car. Okay, and then Lily, <laughs> Lily had like the secret twin. Lily raised the secret twin. Um, yeah, I thought that was like it's interesting <laughs> that there are secret twins out there, like Scarjo. Yeah. yeah, did you know like the list of actors that are twins that nobody ever talks about? Who are the secret twins? Okay, I'm gonna read them to you, and you tell me if you've like never heard of these, which okay. I think you haven't. Scar Scarlett Johansson, Scarjo. She's a twin. Oh, I I literally I looked that up yesterday. Didn't know that. Okay. What Ashton Kutcher. Oh, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And his brother Michael. Yeah. I knew yeah. that. Okay. Hey, See, it's a twin thing. Clearly, you guys knew because you guys are twins. So, 
Uh, you knew about this. Vin, like probably like a, an Vin Diesel's one. a twin. There's two Vin, Vin Diesels. There's two, oh, not Vin two. Diesels. There's Fred Diesel. I don't know. There's the other Diesel. Looks nothing like Vin Diesel. Then Rami Malek from. Oh, and, so, and his brother. It's what is it? Sami. 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 I'm just gonna rhyme with him, so I always say Sami. And then Kiefer Sutherland has a twin sister who looks exactly like him. If you Google it. And that's like super weird because he's a boy and she's a girl, but that's crazy. And then um, Laverne Cox from Orange is the New Black oh, yeah, yeah, yes. has a twin who played her in the, yeah, yeah. pre-transition in Orange is the New Black. So she's transgender. And when they go to flashbacks of before her transition, it's her actual twin brother playing her. So I thought that was like very cool. And then um, Linda Hamilton from Terminator has a twin I sister. Who's also in the movie when the T2 clones her in Terminator 2, Shy? It's her twin sister playing her. Yeah. It oh. wasn't digital CGI effect. Oh, wow. Whatever. So they did the most groundbreaking CGI in the history of movies, but they're like, let's just bring in just a get twin, twin to do this part. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we've had a chance to talk about twins. We are now at the point in the show where we talk about, we give our recs and shout outs before we uh, uh, um, end, although I could definitely go forever. So I thank everyone for Clearly. their time. Um, <laughs> Lily, Lily, what are you watching? And, uh, or do you have any shout outs? We want, I was shouting out to the London brothers because those twins were so popular in the nineties. I feel like oh, Jeremy and um, Jan, Jason London Jeremy. and have like dropped off the face of the earth and they had two separate careers. So I'm just saying uh, they have no careers now, I guess, but uh, shout out to them. And I really enjoyed the two seasons of homecoming. The second one just came out and I know you're friends of Janelle Monet. She's in it and she's fantastic in it. She's mm-hmm. so good in it. So, and um, yeah, you kind of have to watch season one to watch season two, but they're only like six episodes mm-hmm. and it, Amazon prime highly recommend that. That was very cool. I it's different from the podcast. I listen to the podcast and it's not the same. So, you know, you get a lot. It's out so of funny. It. However much I love podcasts. When people tell me there's a show based on a podcast, I get like resentful. I'm like, how come there's a show based on my podcast? I'm not watching your <laughs> podcast movie. Well, but it's a really cool fiction story. Um, I, I think you guys might like it. And then um, we started Billions, which is impossible to understand, but somehow very captivating because the acting is amazing. Yeah, I never remember whatever they're referencing from the previous season. I'm like, ah, whatever. Axe and Rhodes want to destroy each other. Because ah. the acting is so good. Uh, so that's that's a great show. Um, so that's it. That's Becky, how about you? This week. Um, I... Still recommending Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's what that's what I'm so show emotional about. Becky um, just finished it this week. Well, you finished. And it. I've started Korra, and I started Korra because I'm so emotional over finishing Airbender. And now, like every morning and every evening, I watch an episode from Airbender with my two and a half year old. Like it ended so. It's just ended yeah. Great. Like, we it's have, perfect. Like, yeah. We have a huge attachment to that because we watched it when it was on. When oh, we were, wow. When we were in elementary school. But, so we, but here's the thing. We stopped about like season two when they met Toph. We hated Toph. <gasps> we were younger. Toph. So that's why we stopped watching. Oh, Toph is really, ugh, when you get to Cora, she's just a, look at me, but but did you finish did you ever go and finish the series yes, yes. yeah okay Avatar used to be on netflix when we first went to college in 2011 and oh. like i remember re-watching it and then they took it off god knows why and then they just like it's back and i was like it was on netflix like 10 years ago 
Yeah, well, I feel very uh, lucky to have watched and, it. It's and now you're in Takora. How many episodes in? Probably like six episodes Be- in. Becky and I were on the phone till midnight last night breaking down Korra. Because I feel like you need, when, when you've made that transition to, to Aang to Korra, you need somebody who's been in it to like talk you through what's happening because it's such a different experience. Yeah, it is. Uh, no, uh, Rhea, Courtney, um, Aang or Korra? Like, which story do you like? Oh, a- um, Aang. And when I tell you, Korra is so infuriating. She can't fight worth a nothing. Like she's always, I'm not, I'm just saying Cora cannot fight. And then she's always getting knocked down. I was like, get out! Aang literally didn't like become like the avatar avatar until he was 12 years old and saved the world. You were like 16 years old and you've been training since you were like five. Get out of here and you still can't fight. <laughs> like I love her to death. Love Cora, but she's um, annoying. See, I only, I've only seen the first season of Cora when it first came out and then we stopped watching it because that's when we were stopped watching TV in general. So I, we, we bought the entire series of, Avatar and Korra on DVD. What is this we? I bought it. Well, yes, Rhea bought it. Well, it's an awesome show and a huge recommend to everyone out there who hasn't seen it. Um, I don't, I'm going to shout out to the twins we have right here with us. So shout out to the Tucker sisters. Um, yeah. So. Uh, uh, and how about you, Rhea, Courtney? I, I realize I'm talking to both of you because you're in the same box. Otherwise, I would just be going like one by one in the um, in the box of Zoom. But uh, is there? Do you have any recommendations? Any any shows you've been watching? Rhea, I know I'm going to say. Oh so, my god! So for the last about the last few months, like probably the last six months, I've never been into anime like ever, like ever until last August. One of my students, he's in seventh grade now. He said, "Miss Tucker, you need to watch the show called My Hero Academia." I've heard about it, that. It's a fantastic like I am obsessed with this show like it's hold up it's my background on my phone I she has phone. a freaking mask to go I on public of my hero academia mask I bought all the all the manga like I wasn't I never read manga until this it's like it's at like 25 and then I'm like on book number 14 so I've been on a I've been on an anime kick for the last since quarantine started so my hero academia I'm watch. I'm about to finish assassination classroom wild um I just I'm watching blue exorcist um, um, Carol and Tuesday. Uh, what else? Wow. Did I just watch? Oh, Attack on Titan. Like, Ooh, it is that's, not a that, that's a freaky one. That's a freaky. I started. Wow. That scared me. No, the, the first episode. No, when that thing came over the wall, I was like, "Is this what this is about?" And it was weird, but I, I finished it. It was so good. They're having a new season coming out in November. I'm so excited. But it's a lot. It's it's that, a lot to get through. It's emotionally draining. That's awesome. All right, Rhea. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. I've just been like reading some books lately or whatever, but, um, wow. Books. Yeah. So, um, we have never utilized our deck outside of our house. It just, it's whatever. So I've just been like putting up the hammock and going outside and reading because it's a nice break away from TV. Cause do you ever feel tell like, about your vampire books? I will tell them about my vampire books. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> do you ever feel like so overstimulated by like just watching so many videos just watching so much i love tv oh, for so sure. much no, i mean shy, i guess i get to that point i just I, yes i i like to take a break like oh, at yeah. one point last so does becky with a book it, it like really sure. hurt my head like i was watching so many youtube videos like my head literally started hurting so i went out and i started rereading some of my vampire novels that i love vampire diaries um what's another one vampire academy, vampire academy. we have house of night i I'm really into vampires and I'm not ashamed to admit it. She loved like the, the teen, the teen paranormal teen romance novels. Love them. Love them. Oh, wow. And I was like, even though I'm 27 years old, I don't care. I will admit it to the world. 
And then some things I'm watching, I'm about to finish Riverdale season four. Riverdale is one of those shows you have to like be in the mood for because it's very draining. And it's just like, I feel like these writers don't want these characters to be happy. Just bad stuff always happens to them and it's very annoying. And, but they, want, and, I, they, want, and they want the crazy, they bring the crazy. Oh, absolutely. But I, I like the writing on Sabrina so much better, but this season has really like kept my attention. So I like it a lot. And then this is kind of embarrassing. I started watching the 1987 Beauty and the Beast with uh, Linda Hamilton. And yesterday. Ron Perlman yeah, as oh the Beast. God. Yes, I started watching that yesterday and I'm about to get my seven day free trial so I can watch all three seasons. It's great. I've only watched episode re- one. Lily and Becky, do you remember? I used to watch that at our yes. Canadian neighbor's house when I was little. Like they would yes. be la belle la bête. Everyone get together we're going to watch. I was scared <laughs> uh, of it. All right, so my I'll, I'll do my recommendations quickly because I know we're short on time. Uh, last night, Allie and I watched an incredible documentary. You know, it's a big deal if I watched a documentary because that's basically like me reading a book. That's for sure. Um, it's reading a book. Uh, but I had chance to see this film uh, to to be in a in a group discussion with the filmmaker where she was one of the main Ooh. panelists earlier in the week. It's called Little White Lie. It's by Lacey Schwartz. It's it's streaming on Amazon Prime. Although I did buy the movie and I know her through the amazing ROI community. Or I, I don't we're we don't know each other well, but like I have been introduced to her through that. Um, and uh, I don't want to give too much of it away. I don't think anyone should like it's it's worth not reading too much of the description, but just go and watch it. And it's about a young woman growing up in a Jewish family. And it's, it's an autobiographical story about her growing up in a Jewish family in Woodstock and um, thinking she was white, f- kind of realizing she wasn't and how that how she reconciles her identity, um, both as a, as a Jewish person, as a black person. And I think it is an extremely personal story. Um, uh, it was extremely uh, powerful film. And I think for us as members of the Jewish community, like it, it gives us a lot to think about. And so I highly recommend those. I know we have a lot of Jewish listeners. Um, go get Little White, Why, Little White Lie right now. And, um, uh, and then um, uh, the other thing we watched again this morning with the kids was Cats because we freaking love that movie. It's so insane and amazing. Um, Are you being facetious or you're being serious? No, no, no. I am like Becky and I appeared on another podcast. Another podcast tweeted, be like, who's willing to come on and defend cats? I went on for I I those poor guys, the Albros, wonderful podcast. I stretched their podcast out to two and a half hours with my like scene by scene defense. Like Becky had to leave. <laughs> Becky's like, guys, I have to go. Uh, and if you get into it again now, I will, I will also have to go. You'll, you'll kill me. Okay. Let's leave the mystery of shy loves cats. <laughs> for a future conversation you Lily once uh, and I were on the phone and Lily and, and and I was just like Lily I'm going to name to you all of the characters and cats and she's like okay. you can do that I, you well, can li- there's <laughs> many we're n- you can't do it now there, there's, there's so many not, there's characters I can name that aren't in the different versions I just love cats it's, he loves cats not ashamed at all um but as we take ourselves out um uh Rhea Cor- Courtney where can people uh follow you and follow Sheila uh, you can follow us on all of our social media. It's literally the same thing for everything. It's at Sheila the Band. That's all of our socials. And that's our YouTube account too. We don't really upload to YouTube, but we're trying to get better at that though. So just search for at Sheila the Band. And then all of our music is on like every streaming platform, like Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, our first EP is called We Gonna Be All Right. And our second one is called Protect Your Art. That's awesome. Yes. As shown on my shirt. Becky, where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me at <laughs> BK 
Princess on Twitter and, uh, you know, on Twitter. All right. <laughs> Lily, where can people follow, follow me you? at Gomez on Twitter and Letterboxd. And by the way, Lily's thing comes from that's the last name of her husband and a nickname for when she was little. She's not randomly. <laughs> I feel right. like I Chi-Chi feel like every once in a while to explain people who and are K guests. is my actual last name because Chichi Gomez was already taken. So and Gomez is my husband's last name. It's not even mine. Um and and uh you can follow me at pancake and the number four table, pancake four table on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd. Same thing on uh, same thing for Friday night. Or sorry, then Friday night movie is at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. Our theme song is by What Does It Eat, which is the band I am in with Howie, who was on our episode that we aired last week. We did just release a new EP, Sidecar. It is a 16-minute song cycle about side characters from TV shows in the <laughs> 80s and 90s. You can get the full track on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere, or you can listen to each of the individual movements, um, and you'll get what I'm saying when and if you care to search for it. Um, uh, our... Um, it, it, our family has been um, making a point of letting folks know that we are supporting the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and the Equal Justice Initiative, among other things that we're doing individually. But um, as supporters of the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, we're you're gonna we're gonna be reminding you every week that uh, you should go out and learn about these organizations and uh, go ahead and support them if you see uh, if you um, if you identify with the really amazing and important things they are doing um, uh, in our country, which desperately needs the work that they are doing. Um, And with that, we will, the theme song will kick in in post-production and we will dance our way into the evening. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Welcome.